Welcome to the podcast of William Patterson University's chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists, or WPSPJ, where voices from the news industry guide us and inspire our future. On this podcast, we'll spotlight the activities of the nationally recognized Society of Professional Journalists chapter at William Patterson University in Wayne, New Jersey. We are the reporters of today and tomorrow, committed to SPJ's mission of diversity and democracy and inspiring successive generations of talented individuals to become dedicated journalists. I'm Brooke Holzhauer, the executive producer of the WPSPJ podcast. I'm here with fellow member Robert Cardillo, who has benefited from the WPSPJ's network of top journalists. Rob, can you tell us more about how this organization has helped you? Yeah, so I transferred here a couple semesters ago, and I met Professor Hershon in my second semester, and he's obviously our advisor. And once he heard that I had an interest in getting into mixed martial arts media, he mentioned that he knew an ESPN MMA reporter, Mark Raymundi, who is basically one of the top reporters in the sport. And he offered to connect me with him basically after not even knowing me at all, which is kind of cool. And from there, he not only connected me with Mark, but he also connected me with two other big names in the sport, um, Ariel Helwani, who this episode is obviously centered around, like we'll get to, and his producer on his show, Eric Jackman. And all three of those guys have been such a huge help when it comes to advice and just having a resource in the industry is just amazing to me. And also, like, I've been watching and reading their stuff since middle school, high school, so to look up to those guys and to now have them as a resource, it's truly amazing to me. And WPSPJ is the main reason for that. So I'm happy to happy to help out. Yeah, that's great to hear and inspiring for people out there like us who want to become a journalist or want to get informed on various topics. And you mentioned journalist Ariel Hawani, who this episode is centered around. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about him? Yeah, so Ariel Hawani is a mixed martial arts journalist. Like I said, he's been covering the sport since 2001 when he was studying at Syracuse University where he had a radio show. And he graduated from there in 2004 with a broadcast journalism degree. Since then, Ariel's worked for large networks such as Fox, ESPN, covering MMA. However, he is most known for his live show called The MMA Hour, which airs on YouTube every Monday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. He interviews the biggest fighters, coaches, and promoters in combat sports, as well as some other big names in other sports or media. In my interview with him, we talked a lot about important topics in journalism today, as well as this advice that he had for young, aspiring journalists. A lot of things come to mind. Number one, try to find, you know, there's a lot of things that you can cover, right? There's a lot of things that you can practice journalism in. And so I would find a beat, a path, a subject that you are very passionate about. Um, If it's sports, great, but which sport, right? Because if you're passionate, it won't feel like work. It won't feel like a grind. Obviously, it's going to be a grind and it's not going to be easy. But um, if you can find something that makes you, you know, excited and uh, motivated to work and and continue to work and be your best, um, that's huge. That's massive. And then I would also say when you're trying to find, you know, your actual path within that world, look at what other people are doing, look at what other people are producing, putting out there, and it's okay to take, you know, elements from this person, that person, et cetera, 
But what I would suggest is try to find your own voice, try to find your own path. Um, like when I got into MMA, I felt like no one was really interviewing the fighters the way I thought they should have been interviewed. And so I really focused on that. And that's how I felt like I could get noticed and stick out. And so I would say like, try to find an avenue that isn't being populated right now. And that way that that could be your thing. Um, obviously work hard, be professional, all the things that you would tell anyone. But those are the two big things that come to mind. Well, I think what he said was great. Uh, he really got it right on the money, to be honest. And, um, you know, like he said, just like having your own voice and knowing what you want to do. Like, yeah, you might want to, you know, report for sports, but you should know what sport you want to report for. And not that you have to know, you know, from day one that you're interested in a sport, but, you know, you should know down the, down the line if you make the connections, if you you know, put the effort into your work, then you find out what you like and what you're good at and what you're not good at. And using your voice and having, you know, your work be seen and you be seen, but also taking advice from professionals in the industry or just even your peers definitely um, improves and helps your work and, you know, you thrive. Yeah, I definitely agree. And for me personally with Ariel Hawani, you know, as someone who wants to get into MMA media, I see him as the gold standard. And while I have my own podcast, you don't want to come across as someone who's copying anybody. So I try to take some inspiration from Ariel while at the same time trying to keep my own voice. And because at the end of the day, you have to be original or else people are just going to see you as that copy. And I think towing that line is probably the most important thing because, like I said, you want to have your own voice but it is good to see what the successful people are doing and see what you can extract from that. Yeah, exactly. So one of the other things that is important is once you find that beat or that topic that matters to you is networking inside that industry. You want to have good relationships with the people or the organizations that you're covering. Many hosts nowadays have interview bookers whose jobs are strictly to schedule the interviews for the show. When I talked to Eric Jackman, one of the producers of Ariel's show, he told me that Ariel actually reaches out to all of his own guests and books all of his own interviews, which, like I said, is not very common nowadays. When I asked Ariel about what Eric told me, Ariel told me why he does this and how it helps him maintain relationships with the right people in his industry. Yeah, um, I, I, I do do that. Uh, he is correct. Um... It's also very insane, and I don't know if I would uh, recommend it. But you know, when I started this back in 2007, uh, I didn't know a soul in MMA, and so I would just write to fighters on MySpace. That was the the social media site back then, and um, you know, it was such a thrill when a George St. Pierre or a Chuck Liddell or a Tito Ortiz would write to me, and so I just kind of kept that going. I would I would write. Actually, it really started in 2001 when I had my own radio show at Syracuse and I would write to guys via their website, like Bruce Buffer, Dan Severin, like, you know, legendary guys. And some of them had websites and I would just write them emails. And when you would get that reply, it would, it would be, you know, like an unbelievable feeling, an incredible rush. And so I just, uh, I don't know, I kept that going and I, and I felt over the years that I, um, I have a better chance of getting someone to respond to me um, than if I, you know, ask some producer to do it for me. Now it adds a lot to the plate. It makes it tough, but you know, I just try to be very, very thankful, very appreciative, very grateful, reach out, 
you know, obviously don't be annoying, don't pester, don't, you know, like don't don't ask every month to come on. When they come on, don't keep them on very very long so that the next time they know, all right, this is going to be 20 minutes, no big deal. Um I'm not going to have to sit here for 2 hours or something like that. Um and 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 again, like, you know, be kind, be professional, but also it's important like in terms of maintaining relationships, it's very important to not always reach out wanting something. Like sometimes you just reach out and say congratulations or hope you're doing well or hope you recover soon. And then they know that like you may not be friends, but at least you're not always asking them for something, taking, 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 taking. Um, and I think then they'll be more, you know, you just have to be like a normal human being, right? A normal person, not just view them as interview subjects. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. There's, there's a reason why, you know, some people, their full-time job is just booking interviews. Uh, I totally get that, but it's just kind of the way I am. Like, I just want to control everything or as much as possible. And, uh, I haven't felt comfortable giving up that part of the job just yet. I think it's very important to, you know, network and, you know, get your way through journalism and that whole industry that way. Um, and Ariel, you know, he explains how, you know, other people, you know, they might have somebody book interviews for them and, you know, everything like that. But some people like himself book their own interviews. And I think that's also an important thing to kind of, you know, mess with a little bit is like, yeah, it's nice to have somebody else do it. You know, that's, you know, maybe it's a good paying job. Who knows? Maybe it's a lot of work. Who knows? But it's also nice to do everything yourself because you know what you're capable of. You know what you're doing. And if you do it your way, then it might be, you know, the best way for you. Um, and with, you know, networking and getting and getting connections, I know for me, I started doing that in my junior year of high school and it has tremendously helped me. It has, you know, landed me at William Patterson. So um, I'm grateful for that. And I'm going to, you know, plan on keep, you know, I'm going to keep on networking my way through the industry. Yeah. And same here, you know, ever since I've been at William Patterson and even since I heard the advice that we just played, um, I've used it in my own podcast when it comes to hitting up fighters or people in the media to connect with like Ariel Hawani or uh, Mark Raimundi, like I mentioned earlier. Um, it is really good to just have that personal connection. And like Ariel said, like reaching out, not always for something, but whether it be to congratulate them about something in their like professional or personal life, or even if it's just to say what's up after a few months. And I think that Ariel brings up a good point that you have to toe that line between being persistent and eager versus annoying. Yeah. But I do think most people in media, at least that I've encountered, have all been very welcoming and they want to help the next generation as much as they can. But despite Ariel's personal approach to his journalism, he has actually endured some harsh criticism from big names in the MMA world for basically stirring the pot is how they usually phrase it. A lot of people mistake him asking the real hard-hitting questions as stirring the pot when that's really just how a good journalist gets good answers out of the person that they're interviewing. He's been insulted and attacked personally and professionally by people like UFC President Dana White and UFC star Patty Pimblett, but Ariel has always been quick to defend his journalistic integrity against people trying to attack it. I asked Ariel about why it's not only important to uphold your journalistic integrity, but also to defend it when need be. Great question, man. Um, all of them are great. Um, very important. Like, you know, 
I was saying this to someone earlier, you know, if someone says that I suck at my job or I'm a bad interviewer, a bad host, like I don't necessarily care, but it's like when you, as you said, like call into question my integrity, um, lie about me, try to paint me in a negative light, you know, with lies and things like that. That's when I take it really, really personally because I've worked really hard to try to be the best person that I could be, the best journalist that I could be, the best host that I could be. And, and you know, I, I've kind of felt like, you know, I'll be damned if someone else is going to write that story for me or end my story. Um, even though there have been people who have tried to do that, um, you know, I don't mind fighting back. Now, I don't think that I'm the type of person that picks a fight and, 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 and tries to cause drama and things like that. But, you know, journalistic integrity and, and being as, you know, impartial and calling it down the middle, these things are very, very important to me. Um, and even though I may have, like, evolved into, you know, a host personality, whatever you want to say, like, that is always going to be my backbone and uh, who I am. And it's why I went to Syracuse and a lot of those, you know, courses, those journalism courses that... I'm sure you've taken and and uh, many kids around the the world and the country have taken like those things, those lessons, those values have stayed with me. And um, yeah, it doesn't sit well when someone who hasn't, you know, people just think like journalists are just like things that are floating in the sky. Like, no, I have a degree just like anyone else. And I'm not going to take journalism advice from someone who's never taken a journalism class in their life, even though everyone seems to have an opinion on what it means to be a journalist so yeah i take that very very seriously and um that's why i fight back people sometimes say like oh you're you're, you're doing this and that and like show me one time where i picked the fight i, I never picked the fight but i have no problem answering if need be i think defending your um journalistic integrity it, it matters a lot because if you don't have journalistic integrity or integrity of any kind or confidence or any of that, then it'll be very, very hard to make connections, to socialize, to make friends. Um, and it's it's very hard to do that, especially like at the age that, you know, I'm at and everything in college. Like, you know, when you're presented when you're presented the opportunity to socialize, to make a friend, to make a connection, you have to take every opportunity. Um, and if you can't, you can't, but then just know that down the road, it could, you know, affect you a little bit. And you might look back and be like, oh, you know, I wish I, you know, went to this event or I wish I went up to that person and just said hi, because you never know what background these people can come from. You never know what connections they have that now can become your connections. Recently, I went to a concert, um, locally and, this kid there, I met him and he said, I, I told him about, you know, my interest in journalism and everything and news. And he said his mom was like an assistant director at Good Morning America. And I thought that that was not only, you know, such a cool thing to share, but also a connection because he literally told me, he said, if you want to use, you know, me as a connection or anything like that, just let me know. And I thought that, you know, not everybody is open to that. Not everybody will present that to you, especially when you're first meeting them. And I thought that that was great. So I think, you know, um, defending and having journalistic integrity really drives, um, you know, your career path. Yeah, I think it creates opportunities at the end of the day, like you were kind of saying with your story there. And with myself being a lifelong uh, fan of all combat sports, turning from a fan to someone who's trying to cover it week by week, 
I have to get rid of the biases that I have. You know, I could still root for people privately and just when I'm watching the fights and stuff. But if I want to cover the sport the right way, I always have to call it down the middle. And I really take that seriously when I do my podcast or when I interview fighters or even when I interviewed Ariel, like just to keep things down the middle. And like you said, I think that that integrity creates connections, which in turn can create a job for somebody in the future. And for aspiring journalists like us, I think that making those connections and upholding that integrity is very, very important. And one key to keeping your journalistic integrity is staying unbiased while telling a story, like I just said. And the biggest problem that people have with today's media is that a lot of them see seem to have some sort of bias in their content. So I asked Ariel to give me his thoughts on objectivity in media today. Well, uh, that is a really good question because, you know, I think it's crazy that there's more, it seems, objectivity in sports media than political media, right? Like, I don't turn on ESPN and watch SportsCenter and say, oh, you know, these guys are uh, Celtics fans, you know, like they keep it pretty down the middle. Yeah, you know that Stephen A is a Nick fan and this guy maybe played for that team. But for the most part, it's pretty down the middle. You turn on, you know, any political channel, news channel, and you know it's, uh, oh, this is left, this is right. That's crazy to me. Like the, the, the news, the actual real life important things, that should be a thousand percent unbiased. The, the, the silly stuff, sports, that's the stuff that should be, you know, a little bit wink, wink, fun um, and bias. Who cares? It really doesn't matter. Um, so I think it's it's completely backwards. And I think it's very unfortunate. But I, I do think that, you know, there's a lot of great journalists. You know, the the term journalist, journalism, it's, it's obviously evolved. And there's different kinds of journalists and media has evolved. And there's different kinds of media members and whatnot. But, I mean, we there's there's more good content out there than ever. And there's more niche content what i mean by that is like if you're a big t-wolves fan like you can go and find a ton of t-wolves content you don't have to like sit in your car and hope that they're going to talk about the t-wolves on espn radio and so that's great that's 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 an amazing turn of events um you just have to kind of you know try to find the good stuff um you have to look maybe a, a little bit harder and not just be um you know resigned to just you know watching the the bigger stuff that may be a little bit lazy or, or, or covering things on a surface level. But yeah, um, there's obviously people who aren't objective. There are obviously people who bend the rules and all that stuff. But I tend to think that there's a lot more people that are doing things the right way. You just have to find them. I also asked Ariel if this problem with the news and political media could be fixed. We can't give up. Um, of course it can be improved. I, I think it's I think everything has just gone completely out of whack. Like even, you know, when I was growing up, in the 90s, it was nothing like this. You know, like, of course, when we're talking about political news, like, we knew about right, left, all that stuff, but everyone pretty much, unless I'm looking at, you know, looking at it in, in this sort of um, nostalgic way, like, everyone pretty much got along for the most part. Now it's just, it's 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 way too toxic, it's way too negative, it's way too evil, um, confrontational and uh, something's got to give. I, I'd like to think in the next few years that the tide will turn once again, but this is not healthy for anyone. Um, it's I, I actually make a point not to watch anything. Like we're talking today, honestly, I don't I don't know. Like there's this big Trump story. I don't even know what happened. I don't even care. I, I want nothing to do with it. I'd rather live in a fantasy world and 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 not be bothered by any of this. We have so much other things to worry about. I could not care less. 
Yeah, I mean, I think there is a lot of bias in the media today, um, both on the right, the left, um, with sports, politically, pop culture, um, you know, you name it, there is a bias. Um, it's very rare that you find a station or an outlet that is neutral. And when you do, it's great because, you know, people aren't going to know, you know, what you support, what you favor, what your morals are. You can just listen, you can watch, you can, you know, talk about it and not really be put on one side or the other of someone or something, um, you know, a situation. So I think, you know, moving forward, you know, being that there's going to be a new generation of journalists and um, media, you know, and um, a new generation of people consuming the media because of the younger people now, um, we need to just move forward and we need to try our best to be neutral and, you know, do things in a respectful way. Um, so yeah, that's that's my opinion on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I pretty much feel the same way. You know, like you said, it's it's very obvious that there's biases in media. You know, it's more in political media, I'd say. But like you said, it's in sports. It's in every type of media. So I definitely agree with you there. But um, I do have some hope because, you know, you got me and you sitting here, both journalism students, and there's more people besides us. And at the end of the day, our generation can kind of be a part of that change that will hopefully come at some point. And it doesn't necessarily have to just be like political media, but just one person can make a difference whether anybody believes that or not, you know. And with our club, you know, the Society of Professional Journalists here at William Patterson, I think that we provide a lot of tools for students to be successful in journalism, whether it be just educating them on different principles of journalism. Like one of the things that I think about political media that people should understand is a lot of those people that you see on Fox and CNN, they're, they're political commentators. They're not journalists. And exactly. I don't think people know the difference between the two. And I think that some of the responsibility of that falls on us in the next yeah. generation to show yeah. people that that's what that or that there is a difference between the two and hopefully when people start to realize that maybe the discourse won't be as toxic as it seems nowadays yeah definitely thanks for listening to the wpspj podcast we'd love to hear from you on instagram and twitter at wpspj be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast on Apple. Until next time, we are SPJ.